We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Knicks Film School pregame show. My name is Andrew Claudio, a.k.a. GMAC, and it's time to preview the Knicks' upcoming matchup against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who may or may not be playing without their best player, Anthony Edwards, on Monday. And a guarantee that they won't be, and potentially for the foreseeable future, playing with their best player, second best player, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, weird season in Minnesota this year, trying to do research for them. Just a, a 500 team, which like there's no problem with being kind of mid, but there is when you traded four first round picks for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> and to be honest, the the conversation has been exhausted so much with uh, the Timberwolves. I really didn't ask my guests too much about the Gobert trade. Uh, it comes up in spurts and kind of branches into other conversations that we had. But my guest is going to join me in just a second. Brandon Headkey, who uh, covers the Timberwolves or writes about the Timberwolves for uh, his podcast, Believe in uh, Knicks. Uh, excuse me. Believe in Knicks is Matt Miranda and Stacey Patton show. Believe in Timberwolves or Believe in Wolves. Um, and he also writes about Timberwolves for the uh, Canis Hoopus blog um, that covers the Timberwolves and the Lynx. Um, asked him about Cat and the injury that he has and his potential p- to be traded this offseason or in the future um, and whether Wolves fans would want that. Uh, asked about the city of Minnesota, too, or I guess the state of Minnesota, specifically Minneapolis, and how that market is doing with the Timberwolves this season. Um, going all in, kinda, and then being mid instead. So, good conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Here is that conversation with Brendan Headkey of Canisupis and Believe in Wolves. Enjoy. Joining me now here on the Knicks Film School pregame show with the New York Knicks welcoming into Madison Square Garden, the last team that employed Tom Thibodeau as head coach. Uh, we head out to the North North Star State. To welcome in the next guest, uh, he is a writer for Canis Hoopus, a blog dedicated to writing about the Timberwolves and the Minnesota Lynx. He is also the host of the Believe in Wolves podcast. He is Brendan Hedke. Brendan, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, of course. No problem. So how are the vibes right now in Minnesota? And that's probably a loaded question because of the expectations that came off of last year's season. Um 
You add in the Gobert trade. You add in the the cat injury now compiled with the ant injury. So amongst you and I guess amongst the fan base, what's going on in Minnesota? Yeah, that is a, a very loaded, loaded question. question like you I said. know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on who you ask. There's a lot of people who are optimistic that the Wolves are right around 500 when Towns has missed so much time. There's people who are very pessimistic because the Towns Gobert pairing didn't look good in the 19 games that they shared the floor together early on. Um, so that part's kind of a wherever you go. I fall on the more optimistic side just because I don't think that 19 game samples enough to really make a decision about, but I know it wasn't a lot of great basketball that we watched when they were on the court together, but they were about 500 then too, while they were really trying to figure things out. Um, and then the other night things got a little bit worse. Anthony Edwards went down with that ankle injury. First game he missed all season was last game. Um, so it's a little bit tough right now. I know people are hoping that Ant and Cat can come back into the fold here a little bit. Some people wish Towns would just stay out for the rest of the year and they can reassess in the off season. I think that even if you can only get a handful of games back with them, I'd like to have them back so you can kind of see where everything falls. But it's very weird. The vibes are weird. And it's weird because they're still in the thick of the playoff hunt. They could probably get anywhere from the 6 to the 12 seed. Um, the injuries don't help that case. But it's very interesting because, they, like you said, the Gobert trade, people were split on that from the beginning. People are still split on that now. Um, expectations compared to where we're at definitely have not met expectations so far. So I don't know. It's where it's very weird time to be a Timberwolves fan. Cause it feels like for the first time in my life, there's expectations on this team and now they're getting them. And it feels like a free fall, even though the wolves haven't had a record this good very often in the last 20 years. You nailed it with the, the word I was going to use was weird. Cause I was trying to look for some trends in uh, the wolves in some research beforehand. And you mentioned like only played 19 games with Gobert, but the cat, Absence. First of all, I had I had not realized he's been gone since November. Like November 30th was the last time he was stepped on a basketball court for the Wolves, but they were 10 and 11 since when he got hurt, and they're 25 and 26 since then. So there's no clear like they were better with him or they've been better without. They've been about the same trying to figure this out. Um, I've been looking at the I, I tried to look at the trade deadline to see if it was a Durangel Russell thing. It was actually like they were two games over 500 when the trade deadline happened. There are two games under since then. And I can't like the net rating has stayed the same. The offensive rating has stayed the same. They've been uh, about a, a an average to below average offense, it seems, to actually pretty decent defense, which you expect when a team adds Rudy Gobert. Are there any trends you could point out to the uneducated Knicks fan about the Timberwolves that um, either started at a certain point this season and and have, have lasted throughout a certain uh, to now? Or is that, did I kind of nail it, that this has kind of been what the season has been like for the Timberwolves? I think you kind of nailed it. It's been, it's been weird. Um, you said the offense hasn't been very good, which it hasn't. And you expect something like that to get better when you have Towns back in the fold, but you also would expect the defense to get worse mm -hmm. because I think they're in the top 10 on the season for defense. ninth. Yeah. Ninth in defense right now. So at that point, like you're thinking your defense is pretty good towns. You substitute him in the starting lineup for Anderson and you lose a little bit of defense there though. Anderson's not the fastest guy. He is a very, very quality defender. Um, so that part's going to hurt the defense, but you think that's going to help the offense a ton. Uh, but really Anderson has been a fantastic offensive player too. He's one of the best players on the team at getting Gobert involved, which is huge. He's also a great 
just safety blanket and you feel comfortable when the ball's in his hands that something bad isn't going to happen. Um, and with Towns, I mean, Towns obviously has a lot more of a scoring punch than, he, than Anderson does, but he's not the playmaker that he is. He's not that safe hand to get the ball to. And Anderson really has shot the ball really well this season. He's shooting 40-something percent from three. He's been awesome there. So I think it will definitely will help offensively, but I don't know if the impact will be as big as we hope it's going to be. The biggest thing is if the defense can stick around, even if it drops from like ninth to you know, if they're middle of the pack at the end of the season, these last X amount of games when Cat comes back, that would help some. But no, there's not really any trends. The only trend really has been that Anthony Edwards has been really, really good. And everybody else has kind of ebbed and flowed <laughs> as the year's gone on. I want to get back to the fan base that the, the portion of the fan base that you said has been negative in a little bit. But I would would probably be doing a disservice to, to Knicks fans without telling them whether Anthony Edwards is going to play in this game on Monday night. So your best guess based on all recent reports, I know Shams tweeted out on Sunday an update that he was out of a walking boot. Do you think the Timberwolves push him to play? Because this is a must-win game for the T-Wolves and the, the perspective of the playoff race? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Ant hasn't missed a lot of time. He's obviously had that quote coming out around all-star break about star players sitting out when they don't need to and things like that. And he's always been a guy, he kind of has that mentality of like, somebody is probably here to watch me play for the first time. And if I can play, I'm going to play. Um, So we'll kind of see where that's at. It's weird. I don't know if you saw the report, but he taped his ankle before the game he got hurt, which he doesn't normally do. Mm. For some odd reason, he decided before that game, I need to tape my ankle. And he did. And he got hurt. So they're really happy that he decided to because that probably saved a lot of the injury from being worse, which is just, I don't know what went through his mind, but that's kind of how Anthony Edwards is. He does things that you just don't understand and taping his ankle before a random game is definitely something that he would do. So that probably saved him a little bit. The reports are saying day to day. I would personally be surprised if he does play on uh, Monday, but there's been times like, Earlier in the year, the Wolves played the Pistons and Anthony Edwards was ruled out because he got hurt mid game. And then he was ruled not out and he came back in and played Mm. to try to win the game. It didn't work. They still lost um, to the Pistons. But so he's going to he's a guy that's going to try to play if he can. I don't know what it'll be. Also, Anthony Edwards bobblehead night is on Wednesday night at Target Center. And Uh. maybe they save him for that. It's a weird thing, but sometimes I think people think about that. So I would kind of be surprised if he plays Monday, but also not because he's, I mean, he wants to play every game he can. So I think if he's anywhere from 70% or higher, he's going to try to go out there. Look, I don't think that if it's, I don't think the team or the, 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 president of basketball operations is going to look at Wednesday and be like, we need you healthy for that one instead. But to your point, there's absolutely someone in marketing in Minnesota at the target center. That's like, you know, I, we kind of need him for this game more than, than other ones. So let's, let's make sure he's healthy for this one. Um, you, you mentioned the Iron Man aspect of him that I appreciate. I love how, all of these current players idolize Kobe Bryant who had yeah. that mentality of like someone might be playing watching me for the first time. And yet we're in an era of load management, regardless of whether it's beneficial or not. Um, we have some Julius Randall hasn't missed a game for the Knicks this season. So it right. falls under the same type of classification. Um, but someone who has missed a lot of time is Carl Anthony Towns. And I just, when, what is the latest on him? When do you expect him back? 
I think pretty soon here, he's really chomping at the bit to come back. If you see the reporting, he is, he's in, he plays in, so the Wolves have the stay in shape league that they run after practices and shoot arounds. Mm-hmm. That's for all the players that aren't in the current rotation or players coming back from injuries and stuff. And he's playing in that. So that's five on five with those rotate, those non-rotational players and some of the assistant coaches and stuff. They just get up and down to try to stay in shape. He's been playing in that for a few days. So that is one more step because first it was like, two on zero work he was doing and five on zero work. And he's slowly been ramping up. So he's getting pretty close, but it's all clearance from the medical staff. That's going to let him get out there. I know he wants to, he's tweeting out pictures of lions behind a cage um, (laughs) saying that he's ready to get back out there. He's got a different persona around him than, than anyone else. Um, But I know he wants to get back out there, but I don't know when that's going to be. I'm thinking it'll happen before the end of the season, hopefully, but it might only be five games left. It's all when they decide that he's ready to go, I guess. The follow-up to that, how long have they had this stay-in-shape league? I, I, did that come with Finch? Has that been here for a while? No, it came with uh, an assistant coach. Joe, I don't know if his name is Jim. No, not Jim Boylan. Joe Boylan, maybe? No, Jim um, Boylan. No, that, that the guy who used to coach the uh No, no, not Bulls? him. Not, not him. him. Oh, okay, never mind. No, no, some different, different guy. Different Boylan, um, gotcha. So he came over and I don't know when he's, he's been here for a couple of years, at least last year he was here. I can't remember if you, there's some documentary or small, like little thing about him doing it and what the benefits of it and stuff are. But, um, so it's been a couple of years, but it was, it's been since Finch is here. It was, it didn't go back to like when Tibbs was here or anything. It's more of a, a pretty recent thing, but I think it's something that's really interesting to watch and just see those guys like stay in shape and they'll do it at practices or shoot arounds after shoot arounds done, they'll step out there. And some of the coaches like Pablo Prigioni, he'll play in that stay mm-hmm. in shape league. Cause he's not too far removed from playing in the NBA too. So Former I think Nick. It's a good, yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. And I think it's a good thing for them to kind of ramp up in a game like atmosphere, but not that really intense NBA game atmosphere too. You answered the the root of the question is like, was this here because of Tibbs? Because that sounds like something Tom Thibodeau would institute. But I guess uh, obviously it followed him. And I listen, the, the Knicks have kind of made it a point to go after guys that are somewhat gym rats. And um, I guess the, the spirit of it is definitely here in New York as well. Um, the fan base. I am. You mentioned that you're more optimistic than others. And I'm curious what the perspective of those that are pessimistic about uh, this team have been. Because I look, I see the, the playoff picture. And while the Wolves currently sit at, um, they're currently the eighth seed in the, East, the Western Conference. And look, I've been, been doing this since the beginning of 2023. So I talked to a Clippers fan and they're like, yeah, like this season's been disappointing, but we're still like the fourth seeds in range. The Suns, the same, the Pelicans, the same, you know? So is that, is that, that seems to be more where your perspective where it's like, yeah, this season hasn't been as good as it possibly can be, but we lost cat for most of the year. We lost Edwards recently and we were working out a new roster with a new big piece. And we're still like within distance of the four seed. The pessimistic side, though, what does that sound like? And it's like, we did all of this to maybe get the fourth seed in a weak year. Yeah, I think it's more of that where people are just disappointed with how the season's gone. Um, and I think it comes from us. It just more is a stem of like, they don't like the too big look, I think is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so pessimist comes in there. We were expecting to be like home court advantage just by the talent. You look at the team, hoping it fits. People were expecting that. 
a jump from last year. Anthony Edwards getting better. Jaden McDaniels getting better. Um, the big reason the Timberwolves lost that playoff series last year was they couldn't rebound and they gave up a ton of offensive rebounds and they supposedly were going to clear all that up with Rudy Gobert coming in and mm. they're still bottom of the league in defensive rebounding. So that's a big problem that people are upset about as well. Um, some of it too comes with cat being out and some people don't want him to come back because they think if he comes back for five games, we're not going to learn much, but it could tank the team and they could lose some really important games down the stretch. Um, so that's where some of that pessimistic, um, comes in. I like the idea of him coming back because this, you're not going to win the championship this year anyways. So regardless of if you're going to just make the six seed or the eight seed at this point in time, I think it's valuable to get as much time before this off season with Cat and Gobert as you can, in case you think, okay, it's really is bad. We need to change before we waste too much time. Um, so I don't know, but the pessimistic people are usually something rooted with the two bigs, not liking that. And the fact that Gobert hasn't covered up our defensive rebounding issue, even though he is a good rebounder himself, it hasn't translated to the whole team being good on that end of the floor and good offensive rebounding teams like, the Grizzlies are going to feast on that. And like say the Timberwolves matched up with the Kings, DeMontis Sabonis is going to have a field day against the Timberwolves because he's such a great offensive rebounder. And that could make the difference between a um, win in a playoff series and a loss. And I think people are a little upset with that as well. Well, I'll tell you this now, another great team that's great that uh, offensive rebounding is the Knicks who are right there up there with the Grizzlies who um, that's like kind of the, the secret to their success. I know that you see the top five offense. They're not really that efficient, but they make the most out of each possession. That's less about like we're going to score on one shot. It's that we're going to get like as many shots as possible on this possession. Right. So right. that that could bode, bode, bode well for the Knicks as far as this matchup is concerned. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first buy. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. I want to stay with the the cat um, perspective of the fan base because like, to be fully transparent about how Knicks fans feel, um, obviously the Knicks just spent last summer trying to go after Donovan Mitchell and that didn't happen. And then this season has happened and it's been better than any of us could have imagined. And then there's the Kentucky connection. And then there's all of the speculation from the Windhorse and the Simmons and the peoples out there with sources that's like there's a superstar trade in their future. And Knicks fans, honestly, they're falling in love with the current team. So I don't know if they want to break up what they currently have, but there's of course the um, perspective of if we get Carl Anthony Towns, well, what would that actually win? Let me start here with the first question. Where do Wolves fans feel about Carl Anthony Towns? Do they, are they, do they scoff at the idea of potentially trading him or is it more the opposite that, you know, we, we could actually see this team getting better if we just kind of build around Anthony Edwards instead. I think most people scoff at the idea of it, okay. but I think in recent in the last year, it's been more of a, like, let's trade him from some people. I don't like the idea of trading him yet because I don't think I've seen enough. But some people are thinking, 
you have Gobert, Kyle Anderson's done a great job. If you can trade Cat to get some draft picks and maybe you flip those picks for some more core pieces, like you get another point guard that you can use because Mike Conley's getting a little bit older. You add a little bit of depth on the bench and then you're kind of looking at jumping up in the standings. Um, so some people are kind of shifting their gears, but a lot of people still don't want to trade cat. He has his flaws. Um, he is a very interesting character, but not in a bad way. He's just like very animated or very, I don't know. He kind of, I don't know what the right word to say, but if you cover him long enough, you understand that he's very much like try to please the media type of player. Um, don't say things that are going to get him in trouble, like all that stuff. And he's never done. He doesn't do bad things. He's very nice guy. People like him a lot but it kind of rubs some people the wrong way. And I think that's why people maybe don't like him so much where Anthony Edwards is super authentic, super real. He says what's on his mind and people kind of like that about him. Some people are turned off with Carl Anthony Towns in that sense, but it's not that he's a bad person. It's just, they think he's a little fake or a little disingenuous or something along those lines. Mm. Um, but on the court, he's clearly an amazing player. I think Anthony Edwards has probably passed him for, best player on the Timberwolves, but Cat was all NBA last year for a reason because he is one of the best offensive big men in a long, long time. And defensively, he had a solid season last year. Um, and we haven't really got to see what he looks like this year either. So I don't know. It's the, the tide has definitely shifted a little bit for some people, but I think generally if you polled the fan base, I'd bet 60 to 70% of Wolves fans don't want anything to do with trading him. Well, speaking of not wanting anything to do with trading him, um, the Knicks current head coach is Cat's old head coach. So I just as someone who wasn't tuned in to how Wolves fans felt about Tibbs or specifically how Cat felt about Tibbs or vice versa. How did that relationship go? Most I don't know specifically with Cat and Tibbs, how they got along. It was really early in Cat's career. Um but I know that Wolves fans generally hate Tom Thibodeau. Really? Generally hate Tom Thibodeau? Okay. Yes. And it's weird to say because he did bring them to the to the playoffs for the first time in mm-hmm. however long. He, um, The thing people didn't like about Tom Thibodeau was the fact that he brought in Jimmy Butler. And it put Carl Anthony Towns in a position that didn't benefit him the most. And it didn't allow for his growth during that season. Uh, Tibbs was also the president of basketball operations. The other part, yeah. He was running the whole team. Yeah. Right. And he was bringing in a lot of guys that were his guys. You know, Derek Rose came in, Taj Gibson, Luol Deng was here for a while. Um, And some of those guys played well. Taj Gibson had a really good um, stint in Minnesota as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say it was all bad, but definitely didn't. The youth, I think he, the thing that Wolves fans see is that he tried to speed it up too quick when Wiggins and Towns were too young and they weren't ready for that. And then the narrative got pushed on cat that he was soft. Um, and then the whole thing with Jimmy really exploded and it just kind of went all awry. So I don't know how Towns and Thibodeau specifically feel about each other, but I know Wolves fans generally don't like Tibbs and the way that he decided to run the team here. Um, Hence why he wasn't here very long because his approval rating definitely was not very high. Yeah, that's the the biggest difference I think with this third shot with the Knicks that like the uh, the front office while they've kind of let him be him and let him coach this season because of how how bad last season was. There's reports that they've stepped in a little bit and be like, hey, let's. I know you like Derrick Rose, but let's see what other younger players that 
don't seem as cooked right. as Derrick Rose are. Um, this benching of Cam Reddish and Evan Fournier actually kind of turned the season around, which again, by the reporting, there was some input from on high that you might want to shorten the rotation and see what a Deuce McBride or more Emmanuel quickly looks like. But to his credit, this team now has an identity and it is rooted in his style of play. They're very disciplined. They don't turn the ball over. They protect the rim. Um, Josh Hart is like the perfect Tibbs guy, like you're saying. Yes. And look, yeah. I can relate to the falling in love with Taj Gibson and the solid stint. I just, at a certain point, why are we playing Taj Gibson 40 minutes when this team's right. going to win 35 games is the issue. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but like he has his flaws, but he's overall been, been a positive experience in New York, but they haven't traded for the Jimmy Butler yet. So we'll see what happens post and I that. Think, I think what really turned a lot of Wolves fans off was when Jimmy demanded to be traded, mm-hmm. Tibbs wasn't going to budge. He wasn't budging, wasn't budging. And then the deal he took for Jimmy was Robert Covington, Dario Saric, uh, Jared Bayless, and maybe a pick or something. Not It was an mm. awful deal for the Timberwolves when they had like four or five picks from the Rockets sitting on the table. So I think that also turned people off a little bit too because Tibbs was like in such a win now mode at such an early stage of Cat and Wiggins' career that he wanted these veteran pieces and Sarge was pretty young, but Covington was a veteran um, that just didn't fit what the wolves are trying to do. And I loved Covington here and it was great, but you could have got more for Jimmy when you traded him and it, and built more for the future. And I think that's what also throws people off a little bit. Well, I now ask your perspective on what's going on in New York. And if you you've heard anything from Wolves fans about what they see, what's going on with the, like, like, again, I told you how they're doing it, but to look up and see Tom Thibodeau's team with a top five offense, that has to be shocking to, you know, it is a little bit, but even when he was in Minnesota, the defense really wasn't that great. When he was here, the offense was pretty good actually. Um, So I'm a little bit surprised, but not shocked. Um, because even though he's known as this defensive guy, he's led some teams with some really good offenses in the past as well. And Julius Randle has been huge. So that's, um, been big, you know, he last year was kind of a down year after he had such a great Mm -hmm. year the year before, um, which usually happens when you're playing at a near MVP level, it's hard to duplicate that the next year. And I think people are a little bit too harsh on Randle last year. And now it kind of seems like he's found that Especially in New York, Brandon. (laughs) Yes, especially here. Yeah. And nobody's harsher than the home fan base. So let's just... Fair. You got to put that out there. That is true. Um, Yes. Yes. But Julius Randle, he kind of seems like he's found that fine line of like, he's not like he was last year where he really struggled for a while, but he's not at the MVP level. He's at that perfect level where he's really helping his team out, but he's not doing too much. He's not pressing too much, trying to get too many... Shots. I mean, it's really worked out well for them. So I think he's been a big reason. And then it's just kind of been a lot of people have stepped up from where they were last season and they've been really impressive to me. I haven't watched a ton of them, mm-hmm. um, but just from what I know of who they are, they've really impressed me. And they went on that like nine game winning streak, which really helped them out as well. And that was right after the trade deadline. So um, Josh Hart probably had a lot to do with that, I'm guessing. He's uh, one of those pieces that fits in. He's just like a glue guy that you can kind of fit in anywhere. So here's the tough part about evaluating what's going on in New York right now, because I don't know if you know this, but New Yorkers tend to overreact to even the smallest bit of success. So 
this does seem sustainable, which is the craziest part about it. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, win the title this year, but there's going to be a problem come playoffs. And Jalen Brunson, who has been like the most important player on the team right. this season, you add in the Josh Hart trade, they're undefeated when Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart are healthy for the full game. So the Knicks recently lost three straight. In those three straight games, Brunson didn't play. You know, well, so he played the first half against the Kings and re-aggravated the injury that made him miss the game before. Right. So he missed four straight, five straight games. The Knicks went two and three in that stretch. And other than that, they're like 11 and 0 with Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson being healthy for a full game. And we don't know how to evaluate it. We don't know what this right. team looks like when they're outplayed with both of them available for a full game. So I'm curious, like whether the Wolves are able to do that or they play the Heat on Wednesday, if like the Jimmy Butler is able to to pull that off. Um, so that's where I think Knicks fans are trying to balance the lines of this is just fun and good. Let's see where it goes. Or we we, we literally may never lose a basketball game again. Um, which look, and this is going to lead to my last question. The split of who's a Knicks fan in New York is really like, it's like 95-5 between Knicks Nets. Yeah. And the Met-Yankee split is different because like Mets-Yankees, it's really like 60-40, maybe 65-35. Um, although be, this can become a Mets town when the Mets are good. Um, but like we're all Knicks fans is right. the point. So like you get the collective arrogance of Yankee fans with the cautious optimism of Mets fans. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you what it's like to have a, I think, Yankee legend as part of the ownership group in Minnesota. Um, what was your reaction? I guess what was the fan base reaction when A-Rod, uh, the headline says A-Rod buys Timberwolves. I know it's just a, a portion of the stake of the Timberwolves, but right. what's it like having A-Rod in the fold in Minnesota? Well, it's really interesting because it's like this weird layaway plan that him and Mark Laurie are on to buy this team. Mm -hmm. Over the course of three years, they're getting 20% after one year, 20% after another, 20%. Then they're at 60 and they have it. Mm -hmm. um, and Glenn Taylor's going out. Glenn Taylor's not an owner that's beloved. So Wolves fans are generally just happy to see him go. Right. Um, we don't know a lot about who A-Rod is. Um, A-Rod really is... Really, who's buying the team is Mark Laurie. He has, he's the guy with the big money bringing it in. Um, I think they just are making their second payment. So they'll be at 40% here coming up, or maybe that just happened. Um, I think December of this year, they'll get their last payment in and then they'll have 60%, but they have an option to push it back. Um, they haven't done a lot yet that you can see from the public. Um, but it sounds, I mean, I think that they were really big proponents of getting Tim Conley from Denver okay. because they wanted a top executive and they felt that Tim Conley was one of those. Um, they maybe ranked him higher than some people around the league would. Uh, and he's kind of had a mixed reaction because he is the one who brought in Gobert and he is the one that's made these decisions that some people haven't been happy with. Um, but I think that a-Rod has immersed himself into the Timberwolves fandom. You can see he's really trying to show that he's one of us. He's posting pictures, shoveling his driveway, all the snow off. He's doing all these things to just kind of, he's always wearing Timberwolves things. He's out golfing in a Timberwolves polo. Um, so he shows that he cares a lot. I think it's going to be good, actually. I think he is someone who's going to really help with the fan experience in the arena. 
and trying to just make those fans that are at the games feel like they're at a special place. Target Center is one of the worst arenas in the entire um, mm. league. It's just not built well. Uh, it's very inaccessible for a lot of people. There's a lot of things that aren't well, aren't well done with it um, because it was built on the owner's dimes way back 30 years ago when the team was built and they just haven't renovated it enough to keep it up. Um, so I think A-Rod and Mark Laurie will look at getting a new stadium here pretty soon once they have full control and trying to build something for the team. Um, but I think they want to keep it in Minnesota because Minnesota actually is a pretty big market. There's a lot of um, big businesses in Minnesota and stuff. So I'm not too worried about it moving, but as A-Rod specific, he hasn't done a lot to like really <laughs> grade him. I know people are a little concerned because he is such a big name in the world that they think maybe he's going to try to do something splashy, like move the team somewhere. But as of now, we have no reason to believe that. That mm. I think the way the NBA is headed right now, there's the rumor of Seattle and Vegas. I think, I think expansion, expansions. Exactly. I, I couldn't see them moving. I think it would just be more like, oh, well, you know, there's two more basketball teams. To your point, right. though, about the market, um, my college roommate worked for the National Parks and moved to Minnesota for like three years. And he's as big a sports fan as I am, but he's a, as big a basketball fan as I am. And the thing he said stood out to me about his interactions with Wolves fans was a, they just like, as far as the crossover with all of the other teams, the Wolves clearly fell fourth behind the, the, um, behind the wild, the twins and the Vikings. Um, and then the, the snake bitten aspect of Timberwolves fans that they're, best players have played intricate parts in championships for other teams. And then you go through them and it's like, all right, yeah, Garnett with the Celtics, you have um, Kevin Love with the Cavs and even like Wiggins with the Warriors last year. Um, is that a, I, I'm seriously just asking, like, is that a fair characterization of Timberwolves fans that like they feel somewhat snake bitten in the sense of like the great players that play for us will eventually achieve success elsewhere? It is interesting because I don't feel like that's a general sentiment among oh, okay. Wolves fans because I, we have a very smart fan base. I think that Wolves fans have generally understood like it's not going to happen here for them. We love these guys so much that we are okay with them uh. going elsewhere. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of that. You know, if people are obviously Jimmy Butler was a different case, but like Kevin Garnett, when I promise you. 95% of Timberwolves fans were rooting for the Celtics when he got traded there. Mm. Kevin Love too with the with Cleveland. Um people feel really happy for him. They still are very big Kevin Love fans. Um but this tar I mean this franchise is a little bit cursed and this hasn't always been a basketball state. Um the Vikings are the biggest thing in the state because football kind of rules all in this area of the country. Mm -hmm. Um hockey's huge in Minnesota. And baseball too. The Twins are a team that is has some success as well, even though they've been killed by Alex Rodriguez a few too many times over the years. You think um, <laughs> the Yankees in particular? Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. But um, so basketball really has always been fourth, and it and it makes sense because it that was the fourth major sport to come. The Vikings were here forever. The Twins have been here forever. The North Stars were here for a while, and then the Wild came in. Basketball really wasn't it, but the basketball in Minnesota, you see it at high school level calls of it's building up and the Timberwolves are becoming a bigger and bigger um, name in the state and basketball is just getting bigger. Um, so it's 
becoming bigger. But back to your point with this being snake bitten, I don't know if the there hasn't been a lot of frustration with Wolves fans for the players specifically. It's more been to the franchise and like the franchise. Why haven't you done enough to keep these players here? Mm. You're not giving these players a reason to stay here. And so we don't blame them at all. We're blaming you because you haven't done enough to keep them in Minnesota. Brandon, this was great. Thank you for helping me learn a lot more about the Timberwolves and uh, the the city of Minnesota, I guess. Before you go, can you please let everybody know where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find my written work at canisupas.com. I coach a high school basketball team, so this winter has been really busy for me, but I'm hoping as the season winds down to get some pieces out on the site. So that's canisupas.com. Um, Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore H-E-D-T-K-E-N-B-A. And then uh, listen to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast. Me and former Timberwolves guard Doug West uh, co-host that as well. So that's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, If you can check that out, it's part of the Believe Network. And yeah, I'm just kind of all over Twitter too. So find me there. How's your team doing this year? Uh, We're done now. I coach high school girls. Uh, We were 11-17. So new group. Uh, won some games down the stretch, played our best ball at the ends. That's all you can ask for. Just kind of like the Timberwolves, just new exactly. group. Hopefully you need to get a little more chemistry and then you get back exactly. at it next year. Gotcha. Uh, Brendan, yep. thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Once again, a big thank you to Brendan for coming on today's show. Really hope you enjoyed that. Uh, especially if you are a Mets fan who can relate to... Uh, a new owner coming in and hopefully changing things. Obviously, the Mets are actually cursed. And whether it be the World Baseball Classic or spring training, your players are going to get hurt no matter what. So uh, shout out to, to Brendan um, for making some time for me on a Sunday. You know what to do. The the KFS bump. Uh, head on over to the Believe in Wolves podcast and give them a five-star rating and a review. Uh, we will be live on playback for this game against the Wolves, the OG crew of me, Benji, John, and Jeremy. We will be Live after the game, John and uh, Benji to start. Uh, and then, um, obviously, your normal post-game live stream, win or lose against the Timberwolves. And all the other great content that's going on at Knicks Film School, whether it be a newsletter or the regular pod or uh, study hall was held yesterday. If you want to, it's currently active on the KFS podcast feed. Um, so plenty of great stuff covering this very fun basketball team that we get to, to talk about and watch uh, at the current moment. As far as I'm concerned, that'll do it for me. If you dig this show, head over to iTunes, drop a five-star rating and a review. I'll be back on Wednesday with someone to talk about the Miami Heat. I wonder who that's going to be. But until then, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the game tonight, and I'll speak with you soon. Peace.